Everybody here glad that God calls you friend. Isn't that good news? Well, let's open up our Bibles to the gospel according to Luke to read about our friend. Looking at the 13th uh, chapter. To look at our friend called Jesus. I always like that hymn. says, what a friend. We have in Jesus all our needs and burdens to bear. What a privilege to carry to the Lord in prayer. As we look in the gospel according, 13th chapter, if you're there, say, I'm there. If you're not there, say, hold on. I shall hold on. As we are turning to the gospel according to Luke 13, chapter, you may find in your bulletin an insert, a handout that has our title right there, which simply says what? I am loosed and no longer bound. I am loose. If you're not there, say, hold on. I'm hold on. Gospel according to Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke. Right there. Before John and Acts. So if you're reading letters, you're, you're too far. Luke 13 chapter, we're going to look at Jesus and the synagogue teaching because of unbelief. And we want to highlight in ourselves and realize how our God can lose us so that we can no longer be bound. If you can join me, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Starting at verse 10, gospel according to Luke 13, chapter. If you're not there, say, wait one minute. I'll wait one minute. And those who are there, if you can open up your Bibles to read with us together, please try your best to keep your Bible right there to see that I'm not going to tell you a lie, but you'll find it right there in the Word. Already? Word of God says, on Sabbath day, as Jesus was teaching in the synagogue, he saw a woman who had been crippled by an evil spirit. She had been bent double for 18 years and was unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, dear women, you are healed of your sickness. Then he touched her instantly and she could could stand straight. How she praised God. But the leader in charge of the synagogue was indignant that Jesus had healed her on the Sabbath day. There are six days of the week for working, he said to the crowd. Come on those days to be healed, not on the Sabbath. But 
the Lord replied, you hypocrites, each of you works on the Sabbath day. Don't you untie your ox and your donkey from its stall on the Sabbath and lead it out for water? This dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, has been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Isn't it right that she be released even on the Sabbath? This shamed his enemies, but all the people rejoice at the wonderful things he did. Praise God for his words. You may be seated. In the King James Version, when you look at verse 12, it says, Woman, thou art loose. We want to look at how we are loosed and no longer bound. Looking at this text, we see the woman who is in the synagogue, and we see Christ is there. And along we have the onlookers who are looking and paying attention. Can you join me and can we place ourselves as this woman who was bound? It says that the spirit had her bent double. I don't know about you, uh, but if anything's double, it means it's twice as bad. And so she wasn't just bent over. She was bent double. Having a condition that had her overwhelmingly bent over that she could not stand up straight. Some of us in our lives might realize that we are going through conditions in our lives that have us not just bent over, but bent double. Our condition is so overbearing that we have suffered for so long that we think that we might not see any relief. Uh, This woman is known to have her condition for eight years. Tell your neighbor, that's a long time. 18 years. Tell your neighbor, that's a long, long time. Uh, She was suffering, and we find her in the synagogue. Catch it closely here. They find her in the place of worship. Uh, She could have been at home having a pity party. Woe is me. Nobody knows the troubles I've seen. Bent over, have no help, no chance of hope of feeling any better. So why would I go to a place of worship? Mind you, at this time, they believed that if someone was sick or someone was ill, it was because they weren't good enough. It means that God punish them because of sins they had in their lives. So if a woman who is bent doubly over will go to the place of worship, it might suggest that she believed that there might be some hope in this situation. To bear the shame of, yes, I'm in this condition, but I do believe God might show me some mercy. Hello, somebody. Is anybody here that realize that no matter what I am going through, I know my God might have some mercy on me. Knowing I might have messed up, it might have been my fault, but yet my God is able to have mercy on me. 
And to those who don't know, just help them out. Say, my God, have mercy on me. Just let them know. Say, 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 I can testify all by myself that my God had mercy on me. Let's go ahead and let them know. Say, my God had mercy on me. I, I've been bent over. I've been down and I've been doubled over. But look at me now because my God had mercy on me. But there might be someone here who's still bound, who's still locked up, who's still in chains. But I want you to know that there's someone who got the key. He can set you free. But we see here this woman who's, who, who is suffering. And I want you to look closely within this text to make sure I'm not telling you a lie. Because it says here that she looked at Jesus and said, help me. She didn't say that. That's why I told you to keep your Bible open. Jesus looked at her and called her and told her to come here. And he told her without her asking for any help, thou art loose. And to show up how bad he is, I'll tell you name, my Jesus is bad, y'all. He said he laid hands on her. And immediately, instantly, in a blink of an eye, in a millisecond, before you can even change your mind, she was no longer bound, but yet released, saying that she was no longer crooked, but made straight. I'm going to get there in a moment. But I want to first you to look here. Tell your neighbor, Jesus sees your problems. Even before you can call out to him, he knows what you're going through. If I look closely at the text, no, he did not ask a woman how long you've been here. He just says you're here, but he told everybody else for 18 years she's been bound. See, see, I'm so glad that I don't have to know your problems. But I'm glad that I know someone who knows all about your problems. And when he sets you free, that's an opportunity for you to tell somebody else, for 18 long years I was suffering, but he set me free. That's why, yeah, those people that celebrate when they've been sober for so long, I've been sober for these many days because for these many years, I was a slave, I was in bondage of this. You see closely here, he called her over. Look at closely here, others may have looked at her and, and chastised her and maligned her. Cat says she's in a, a definitely a society where the men are high up. So you have a woman not only in shame of, 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 of burden and in pain, but amongst other men looking down on her. But one man stood up for her. Many of us need to look around and realize that that definitely there goes a, a side message, not totally in the text, but I'm just going to add it in for free, so forgive me. You can get mad at me if you want to come talk to me later. I don't care. But yet, yeah, many need to stand up. We see Christ standing up on the defense of this woman. But yet, if you look closely around, just look around this sanctuary, we're going to look around. How is it that we see so little men? Majority of churches have 60% men and maybe 40%. I mean, sorry, 60% is women, 40% men. But we know the population is about, 50, about 51, what, 49. But yet you see a mass disparity within the church. 
The enemy is having his way of bounding our men and keeping them way out of the church of God. But yet this woman who is bound, where do we find her? In the midst of her circumstances, in the midst of her problems, in the midst of her being uncomfortable and being looked at funny like. She is found in the place of worship. Tell your neighbor, there's no better place to be in the house of God. Many times we feel ashamed. We don't want to go to the house of God because they're going to look at me. Well, let them look. Because their look won't change you. But when Jesus sees you, come on, somebody. And he sees the problems that you're going through. Come on, somebody. My Bible says he spoke to her situation. He spoke to her situation. He knew what she was going with. He says, woman, you're loose. In the midst of the naysayers, you see the opposition. How, how dare you heal her on a Sabbath? Uh, that's, the, that's the day of rest. There's six days she could have came. And you chose this day. Tell, you, tell, tell your neighbor, God can't wait to bless me. Tell him again. Tell him to get excited. So the guy can't wait to bless me. Look, look, look. He, he could have waited for the next day, but he said the time is right. <laughs> the time is right now. Uh, women that are loose. Which shows us within this process that when Jesus calls us, we ought to respond. Because he called for her, she responded. You see that, right? He says, come here, she came. And by her coming, she was in proximity of him for him to touch her. When you come to Jesus, you lift, you give him the opportunity to touch you. There's something that comes within that touch. We know the woman of the issue of blood. If I can just touch the hem of his garment. But in order for her to touch him, she had to go to where he is. Many of us need to cast on and realize that if you want to see a difference in your life, you need to go where God is. We know that he is light. If he is light, he's not in darkness. So we need to remove ourselves from darkness and come to the light. This woman could have been anywhere else, but she were, she's found in a house of worship. Jesus sees her, calls for her, touches her, speaks to her, and she is healed. Y'all see that? And so she submits to Jesus when Jesus says, Thou art loose from thine infirmity. Jesus lays hands on her, and immediately she was made erect again. She was restored to being straight. Y'all catch that? She was restored to become straight, which means, suggests to us, that she was in a condition that was not natural, that was not the condition that she was supposed to be in, and God restored her and made her straight. She was bent double in pain, possibly a, 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 a illness that, that had the spine all jacked up, wrecked up, messed up, but yet before modern surgery and technology that we, we know now today, he said simply talk to her, touched her, and I can see with my mind imagination that her spines are looking like a Transformers so straight right on back up, and she saw she was straight up. And once she got a line to get straight, she says, Glory to God. Cannot God do the same thing for you? Take whatever's all jacked up, messed up, and transform it to something brand new. 
Look at her situation. She was messed up, jacked up from the floor up, bent over, looking at her mess from the door, from the floor up. And yet God talked to her, spoke to her, and she started changing. And if I was her, knowing the song, I know so I would say, I'm free. <laughs> no longer, no more chains are holding me. Or she might have been like, Mary, Mary, I took off the shackles off. I'm going to dance. Or she might have heard Martin Luther King said, free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. I don't know about you, but if God done did something up in my life and changed it miraculously, uh, could nobody stop me from telling everybody what he's done for me? Just look, let's look. That her situation had her. Some of us have been in situations we're looking at our children, wondering, can, Lord, who can help them? Looking at our finances, saying, Lord, will I make it till the end of the month? Looking at our marriages, saying, Lord, will this even last? Going to the doctor, saying, you only got this many days left. You're like, Lord, are you able? But we have many here sitting here that heard some bad news from the doctor. We have some here sitting here that realize how they saw a dollar stretch from month to month. We have people sitting here whose marriages might have been on the rocks, uh, but they're still here together. We have some people sitting here saying, my child I thought was lost, uh, but God found them. We're sitting here because we know that God is able to speak to our situation. That he sees our problems, he knows our issues, and he can make a transformation. And the beautiful thing is this, the beautiful thing is this, that when he transforms you, catches, when he transforms you, everybody does not see the beauty. And why, why I say what's the beautiful thing is this, that's why they did not change you. Because if they change you, you will be ugly in the sight of God because only God knows what's good. Because they think they know what's best for you. Look what they said. You could have came the next day. She could have died the next day. She might not have made it the next day, but on that day, God said, it's good enough for me. And you see closely, closely here, it says that they became humiliated or they became shamed, the opposition. But others glorified him for what he has done. See, the key thing for us to realize is that whatever we're going through, whatever we're going through, he's worthy to be praised. Because he is able to deliver us. He is mighty in power. Our God is not weak, nor is he slack. But he is mighty in power. I tell your neighbor, he's mighty in power. Because you look closely, he says, you hypocrites. Each of you work on the Sabbath and, 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 and tie his ox and his donkey and stall and lead them away to water. But he says, this woman is a daughter of who? A daughter of Abraham. I learned that song as a child, Father Abraham. Had many sons. And many sons had Father Abraham. This one I got to say, I am one of them. And so are you. Then it says, let's all praise the Lord. David said, I was young and now I am old. But never have I seen the righteous forsaken, nor thy seed Begging for bread. When he says, I see the descendants of Abraham. We may say, well, I'm not a child 
of Abraham, you probably might be correct that you're not from the heritage of the Hebraic reign, that you came from the seed of Abraham. But can I let you know that Jesus is a child of Abraham. And he said, I've come to purchase you. What does that mean? That he can adopt you. And since he has adopted you and made you co-heirs, you can call on God as your father. God is oftentimes remembered as what the father and the God of Isaac, the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob. Well, if he's their God, guess what? He's my God, too, because I call on the name of Jesus. And Jesus said to them, you care for oxen, you care for some donkeys, you care for some rabbits and for some pigeons, but do you not know that my God cares for her? Mm. Tell your neighbor, God cares for me. He sees you when you're down and out, but he will lift you or tell your neighbor, he can lift me up. You see, others will be knocked down and be torn down, but my God will build me up. Because he says here that all the opponents were humiliated. They were cast down. They were knocked down. But one woman who was bent down at the beginning of the story is standing up. Y'all don't hear me? She, at the beginning of the story, was bent down. The synagogue ruler was looking high and mighty. But after everything was said and done, she was higher. Than all the rest of them. She was uplifted. She was made erect. She was made straight. She was restored. She was no longer crooked. She was no longer bound. But yet she was set free and made straight. There's a double meaning I'm trying to inject here. That she was made righteous. She was made holy. She was once a place of, of, of dispute. A place of body. In, in, not in a proper position. But God transformed her. And change it that she was no longer bent over crooked, but made erect, made right. In other words, uh, restore. Aren't you glad? That sin had a hold of us, but he restored us. He made us right. We were bound to the wages of sin is death. But he loosened us and freed us so that we can have life and have life more abundantly. Aren't you glad that others may talk about you and knock you down, but God will humiliate them, and he is worthy to be praised. Tell your neighbor, I can lose my mind uh, up in here when I think how good my God is. Uh, I don't got to be dignified. I don't got to act all high and mighty, because my God is high and mighty. He is high and lifted up. He is worthy of all the praise. So tell others of his goodness. Y'all see that right there? They were happy for what God is doing. So whatever you're going through, he's able to heal you. He's able to change you. You don't have to stay in the condition that you're in. You do not have to stay in the condition that you're in. Because we know a God who is able to heal a God is able to transform. A God is able to take what is bound and set free. Take what is crooked and make straight. And like I said, I don't know all that you're going through. But he sees you. He calls your name. Wants you to come to him so he can touch you. 
He can touch you with peace. Touch you with joy. Touch you with love. Touch you with life. And life more abundantly. He wants to touch you. And look how you'll be changed. So you can worship him and magnify him. And leave never the same. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Father, we just come. Lord, we just come to you right now, God, as we are. Father, Lord, we may be bound and broken in areas of our lives, but, Lord, we know you're able to speak to them. And, Father, Lord, we want to obey and submit and surrender to you right now. And just sit under you, God, knowing that you will touch us and you will set us free. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. And, Father, Lord, as you spoke to this woman, God, you saw her condition and says, Thou art loose, Lord. You can say the same thing to us. That we can set free of, of our addictions, of the abuses that we have, oh God. That we will no longer allow the lust of the flesh run rampant. But, Lord, we surrender to the righteousness of your Holy Spirit. Father, Lord, you can transform our hearts, our minds. That we can have covenant eyes, pure hearts, pure, heart, pure minds, pure mouths your hands, that you'll be pleased and you'll be honored by all that we say that we do. That, Lord, when we're watching our TVs, our computers, Lord, you're honored and pleased by that, that we're not bound to the lust of the flesh. Lord, when we go out, God, we're not putting stuff within our body, God, that you will be ashamed of and we are ashamed of too. But, no, Lord, we will honor you. We will surrender to you. Father, there might be someone here who does not know Jesus. As their Lord and Savior, Father, we thank you, Father, Lord, that he died on the cross for their sins. And that if they confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that you rose him from the grave, they shall be saved. And all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Father, might be someone here looking for a church home. Father, we, we pray that you just minister to them and lead them to where you want them to be. Father, if this is the place, Lord, equip us so we can minister to them as they will minister to us. And together we can build a better community. And God, if this is not the place, Father, we pray that we can still minister to them and help them find the place. Whether that they can grow and mature and be the awesome men or women of God you call them to be. Father, we just desire for your will to be done. Because, Lord, it's all about you. In your son's name we pray. Amen. 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 We praise God on today. Amen for his word. Hallelujah. You can get out a hand clap of praise. He's worthy.